Hey, uh, this is Alfred, and just introducing you here to part two of the Bowl Spectacular. We recorded it all at once, but divided into two, you know, recordings because there's an hour and 45 minutes or something ridiculous, but just trying to get through all the bowl games. Anyway, so I'm going to drop you right here into the middle of our discussion for part two, and it'll take you all the way up into the, the playoff games, uh, the biggest, biggest games of the college football season. So enjoy. Oh, boy, this one is pretty nasty. Pinstripe Bowl, Virginia Tech versus Maryland. Basically a pick of Maryland minus one. Virginia Tech doesn't have a coach. Maryland shouldn't probably have a coach because Mike Lockley is dreadful at coaching football. Um, 55 and a half is your over-under. I didn't have a strong, like, numbers lean here. I just kind of went in doubt, bet against Mike Loxley. So I'd probably go Vatek, even though they're an interim coach. I'm on the other side. I like Maryland. Um, oh, is Maryland favored now? Crap. I had them as a dog earlier. I didn't realize they were favored. Um, who is who is Virginia Tech still have on their team to, to like get involved in the offense? Trey Turner, declared for the draft, not playing. Tavian Robinson, transferred to Kentucky. Braxton Burmester, maybe hurt. They've had two defensive starters opt out. Jordan Williams, Amari Barno. That's bad. It, That's bleak. Yeah. It, Maryland, Maryland's actually not been like horrible. They kind of got a little bit back in their groove to end the season against Rutgers and Indiana. So like maybe they're feeling a little bit better. I don't trust the Hokies with all their opt-outs and um, transfers. So I, I like Maryland here. I'm going to go with Talia, man. I got, got all my, uh, all my eggs in, all the, in, in, the, in that basket to, to Talia to do his thing over there in Maryland. And like, uh, like Mox said, there's not a lot of players over there for, for V for about tech. So yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Maryland, man. I'm going to go with Maryland. It's essentially like a pick them at minus one. So uh, yeah, we're going to have to um, in the, in New York city. New York yeah. City. Yeah. New this is a fun New game. Uh, they play it at Yankee stadium, don't they? That's yeah, right. yeah. 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 It's uh, in the Bronx out there. So not a bad Virginia, Maryland. Yeah. It's not no more than six hours for both teams. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. I, I just, I got so burned by Maryland. I, I kept wanting to to play them this year, and I would be on them. And you watch the game; they just had like no fight in them. They just, they just, every time they were pushed at all, they never had a comeback. And I, I just, but we'll see. You're right. I mean, vatex has got nothing going on. I mean, they're going to basically be running out like, like walk-ons and third stringers and. I don't. It's it's a nasty game. That's just it's a gross game. Um, enjoy New York, cheese it bowl. Clemson, talk about a team that doesn't give a crap about being there. Clemson off the back to back to back playoff appearances probably um, gets the cheese it bowl versus another team, pretty disappointing Iowa State, and it's basically a pick 'em with Iowa State, a slight favorite over under four, 45 and a half. Chris, what's your read? Uh, I like Clemson plus one. Um, I I think Brees Hall might not play in this game. We haven't seen anything. It's silly that he would. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm kind of like guessing that Clemson's defense is just really good. Um, so I don't really yeah. trust Iowa State's offense to score here. And we've seen a little bit better Clemson offense. They've averaged 36.4 per points per game their last five games the return of will shipley really helped that um and iowa state's defense has not been as good as 
Matt Campbell's units traditionally are. They're ranked 79th against the pass and 58th against the rush in terms of success rate. So I like Clemson here. Um, I'll play them on the money line for sure. I'm on the other side of it. I like Iowa State. I think that uh, this uh, this game, it does mean something to them. I, I think that uh, Clemson, the, from not only the coach and staff, but also the players are going to be completely out of it. They're not going to care about it. So I'm going to go Iowa State, but it may be a game where I may have to see how, how they start off. And if anything, you know, I could always uh, put a little live bet action in there. You know, the one thing is DJU might be like playing for his job. Um they, they bring in a, a stud freshman quarterback uh, next year, and I'm not sure they're going to just, like, give DJU the job after what he did this year. So I think there's some motivation to just play well. I think that Ross, they're going to have, like, open competition at a lot of spots next year, and, um, you know, they're, they're going to have to do some changes, obviously a lot of coaching changes as well. Yeah, yeah it might be a situation where it was a couple of years ago where uh, Trevor Lawrence took over mm-hmm. um, out there. So um... – yeah, I think a DJU, like you said, to your point, may have to play well. But I don't think it'll matter. I don't think it'll matter. I think that Iowa State will still uh, end up uh, victorious in this game. Okay. I'm with more on – I'm more leaning on with Chris. I think I would take Clemson, but obviously it's kind of a toss-up here. Uh, just based on their defense. Uh, and if Brees Hall doesn't play, that's a problem. Um, all right. Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma, three-and-a-half-point favorite versus Oregon. Another one of these, like, both these teams – this like this it's just ridiculous. Like both coaches are gone, left for other jobs. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen with opt-outs. You know, I'm it's just a ridiculous game. The basically your motivation, I would imagine, here is you know, you're playing for your depth chart spot heading into the spring. And so that does matter, you know, to these guys. And they, their new coach is gonna be on the sideline watching them play. Um, except for landing, probably will not be on the sideline for Oregon. And I don't know where Venables is going to be, but, um, you know, it, it means something. So I still try to say like, who's the better team. I think I would say Oklahoma here. Um, you still got Caleb Williams might be the best overall, you know, difference maker. Uh, Oklahoma still got weapons on offense. And I just think I've been kind of down on Oregon all year. I don't think they're good. Anthony Brown is real bad. Um, and really un uninspiring. So I'd go Oklahoma. What do you guys think? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Oklahoma to win the game. Oregon to actually cover, and I may have to do the over 61 points in this game. All right, just up and down that field. I I have Oklahoma here. Kayvon Thibodeau isn't playing. Um, I think that kind of hurts the defense. It's already not very good. Yeah. And the majority of the Oregon's offense is still intact. They lost a lot of recruits and Jadon Hazelwood, but I still like Caleb Williams. Oregon has not been that good on defense, so. I know, and if uh, if anything or Oklahoma can do, it's stop the run, and that's, like, all Oregon can do. So, I mean, I think it's yeah. kind of strength on strength, and I just think Oklahoma, you know, probably does get this thing done. Your South Carolina Gamecocks in the Dukes Mayo Bowl versus North Carolina Tar Heels. This is an interesting matchup. You know, this is like a – is this a standing rivalry? They don't play every year, do they? Um, Not every year, but they have a couple deals where, like, they've played in the first game of the year a couple yeah. of times in the past um, few years. So they're pretty well acquainted, and they almost always play in Charlotte. Okay. So 
I'm going to throw it to Chris first. I mean, you know the Gamecocks more than anybody. How do you feel about this game? Is Sam Howell playing? Do we know? Yes. he Sam Howell would not miss this game for his life. Like, that's who Sam Howell is as a competitor. So, like, yeah. that doesn't surprise me in any capacity, really. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely playing. Um, I don't like South Carolina's defense all that much. They rank 37th in passing success rate, which is pretty good. 102nd in uh, rushing success rate, which... I think UNC can take full advantage of. Um, They've scored more than 30 points in nine of 12 games this season. And I don't really like the South Carolina offense. So Quandre Wright, who's probably their most consistent piece, opted out. Um, I don't even know who the quarterback's going to be for this game. I think it's going to be Jason Brown, who is the third string transfer from St. Francis. So I like UNC to cover here. I think seven's a little bit too low, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Will. So, yeah, right now I see them at nine at, at UNC at minus nine, and I still that think that number right. may, be, may be too low. Uh, I'd go with, um, again, taking advantage of some alternate spreads, man, in this uh, in this uh, bowl season, man, just trying to um, get as much uh, plus money as I can, you know, for a bigger payout. So, yeah, UNC minus nine, and like uh, like Mock said, I mean, if, if Sam is if Sam playing, then I'm definitely um, all aboard with that. Ah. <sighs> The total 58, you know, I'm, I'm tempted, man. I'm tempted. 57 and a half, 58, I'm tempted, but. Take man, a UNC I'm, team total over. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like the team total. I like the team total for first first half and the game. Yeah, like that's how I, would, I think I would play because I don't think, I don't know if South Carolina can keep up offensively. Are you, are you concerned at all, Chris, that South Carolina is like, you said you don't like their defense, but their pass defense is actually excellent. It's okay. It's like top 40. So, like, I think Sam Howell's better than that. East, I mean, you know, it's hard to say because there's not a lot of great passing offenses in the SEC East. But, yeah, um, I this was one where I kind of like South Carolina to somehow cover. I guess I was like, I just thought they could maybe slow it down, get get nasty on defense, um, keep it within a score. It's like a rivalry. They know each other, like just kind of that vibe. Like I could see this game going like you're watching it or you're checking your score and you're just like, how the hell is UNC not winning 42 to nothing? And it's just like this nasty game where like UNC will be up like 21 to three, but then South Carolina will get like a freaking pick six. And it'll be like 21 to 10 and they'll kick a field goal. It's just like going to be weird. I think um, that's not very scientific. I just feel like South Carolina might cover this spread. I do like UNC to win though. It's one of the, one of the few where I like a guy, a team to cover, but not win. Normally, if they cover, I, I'll shake that money line tree as well. Um, that's not, I don't have a great read on it. I mean, I think, Chris, you know that team better than anybody. So I should probably trust if you think their defense is meh, then maybe it's meh. Um, Music City Bowl, Purdue versus Tennessee. Tennessee minus four and a half here. Over under, pretty big, 63. And. This is another one where I kind of like Purdue to cover four and a half, but in the end, I think Tennessee wins the game. You're but wild. I think, I think Purdue's – I don't know where you're going to go here. I was going to say I think Purdue <laughs> is a pretty live dog here, though. Um, what do you think? Are you like all Tennessee, Chris? Yeah, I'm Tennessee. All line, baby. Okay. Yeah. yeah David I'm, I'm Bell. Well. Oh, boy. Put me in my place. Yeah. <laughs> David Bell and George Karloftis both opted out yesterday. There's, they're the best yes, players on both offense that. and defense. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So I don't know where they're going to get points from, to be to be honest. We saw how bad their offense looked when David Bell was out, and 
Karlakis is like a monster. So I yeah, don't... And they can't run the ball at all. So like they're gonna have to throw. But yeah, yeah, when Bell's not there to command some coverage, I think he's he's one of those guys that you know does make a difference probably. Is it as well? So is this still four and a half? Um, I haven't on, checked on books. I don't. I, I assume that it went up. Um, but I mean, I love anything under a, a touchdown. Let me check right now. One thing is that I think Purdue's secondary could maybe give Tennessee and Hinden Hooker some problems. Yes, um, four and a half. I mean, Tennessee probably wins. I think the under might be a play. Yes, yes, yes. You're exactly right. Sixty-three and a half. That under may be uh, maybe a nice play. Actually. I think I'm going to take Purdue team total under. Mm. I don't think you Tennessee is going to like go crazy though. I don't think they're going to go ham. Personally, but yeah. Yeah, they're missing Tyon Evans. He went to the portal last week. Yeah, but I just don't think they're going to be able to like go crazy vertically here. So, I mean, 63 is pretty high. I actually think the under is really nice there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Tennessee four and a half without David Bell, I think that's pretty good too, actually. Now that I think about the players leaving, I tried not to get too deep into that because I don't want to like psych myself out about like, oh, this guy's not playing, the team's going to be horrible. But I think there are key players where, I mean, for Purdue – they have two like basically first round picks um, on a team that doesn't have many first round picks uh, in a decade. So that is pretty big. Las Vegas bowl. I wish I was there. Wisconsin touchdown favorite versus Arizona state with a mind numbingly low under 41 and a half. Are you feeling lucky to take under 41 and a half? Um, Will, I'm going to throw this to you because I know you like your over so much, but this has got to be your worst nightmare bowl game here. Yeah, so this is another one. Um, man, this is on the 30th, so 9 9.30, it's it's going to be – I might be up against it. it depending, depending how the day goes, I might be up against it, so I may have to be – you know, I may be forced to, 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 to bet the, uh, the total. But what I will say is this. I'll save it till to live betting till the game starts and see how, how it's going. Because see, Wisconsin's one of those teams that could just uh, completely shut down the offense. But we also know Arizona could put up some points. So we'll see what uh what, what Herm Edwards and the, those boys could do. Actually, you know what? No. Um, here's a bold take. I'm gonna go with the over because I'm gonna go with the um with the with the professional coaching staff on the Arizona State sidelines, and I'm gonna make sure that those guys with all that um couple of weeks now, or probably even a month. Over a month of preparation could have these guys to come out here and, and um and and do some things. And I also like Arizona State to cover that plus seven. That's um that's 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 too high, man. Too too high. So give me Arizona um, State covering, and I may sprinkle something on that on that money line. Nothing crazy. Probably like a quarter unit, and then um over forty one and a half. Interesting. I'm on Wisconsin. I kind of like the over too. Um, I'm not playing it, but if I was to pick a side, I, I might pick that. I think Wisconsin could score a lot of points, um, to be honest. And I'm the only concern that I have is I don't know where Arizona is going to get their points from, or Arizona State's going to get their points from. Rashad White is the best player on offense. He opted out to prepare for the draft. Demonte Trainum transferred. Um, they're down That's to like true. Daniel Nagata, who I, I kind of like. I think he's pretty good, but he's still their third back. Uh, Jaden Daniels uh, gets a defense ranked fifth in EPA per pass attempt, and he's failed to throw for 300 yards in a single game. And he averages 185 yards per contest. So, like, you're missing your top two backs and a quarterback who can't really throw the ball. Um, and they rank 71st uh, on defense and EPA per rush attempt. They've And they've seen 
BJ Baylor in recent weeks, Max Borgie in recent weeks, tear up that defense. So, I mean, I think Braylon Allen could have a monster game. Um, yeah, I, I, I like, I just like Wisconsin here. I think the defense is going to shut them down. And I, I think that we're going to see a lot in the run game and I just don't know how Arizona state scores, which makes me a little bit wary of the over. I might take a Wisconsin team. I'm all over the team totals this week. I might take a Wisconsin team total. over. I have not yet. I have to think about it. It's probably like 24 and a half ish. Um, so I didn't think about it a little bit, but I like Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I think I would lean Wisconsin, although I I had in my notes here Arizona State to cover Wisconsin to win. Uh, I don't know, though. Like, you're right. I mean, Braylon Allen could have – I mean, he's, like, going to go for, like, 250 and three touchdowns or something. I mean, and I don't see how – you're right. I It's, like, how many – like, what is the Arizona team total under? Is it, like – Probably 16 and a half. 16. Yeah, I mean – it's a bowl game. Weird stuff happens. I mean, you get a special team score and you're screwed, but like I that's a hard one. How is Arizona State gonna score this in this game at all? Um, so I kind of um uh yeah, I think I might have to go Wisconsin actually. It's just how is Arizona State gonna score? I, I really don't know. Um okay, moving on. Getting we're getting to the home stretch here. Still a lot of games to go. Um <laughs> So many bowl games. Michigan State, one and a half point favorite over Pittsburgh, over under of 60. And I like, um, I think I like Pittsburgh here. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett's going to play and he's not. I mean, it's not official, but I don't expect him to. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that would be a big deal. Their offense coordinator deal. left. And I think if he stayed, like Mark Whipple stayed, I think he would have, but. Everywhere, everyone expects Pickett not to play. Um, so. Why don't we announce this crap for us? Well, they, they, you know, they asked us. They, they, I mean, they asked him on um, during the Heisman ceremony, and he uh, pretty much uh, just bob and weaved that or, or faked them out uh, like, uh, uh, like okay. a fake slide as well. But um, yeah, uh, my play for this game, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure on it now. If he doesn't play, then I'm obviously all over MSU at minus two. But I, I, re, I feel, feel, I feel really, really confident in the over, over sixty in this game. Even, Even if, if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. Yeah, I was gonna ask the same question. Yeah, because then I think that uh, Michigan State can go ahead and uh, turn those boys over, and then like just like put up some points. So I think that it's it. You know, if if Pittsburgh could definitely get like twenty one points, and uh, and and Michigan State could definitely put up forty plus. I'm riding Michigan State here, and guess what? We're doing another alt line. I I'll play this one up to four and a half, five again. Um, I just don't expect Pickett to play. Like I really don't. I I would be really surprised if he did. And they Can don't really have a game this year at all. Option. Um, I don't think so. But they don't have an option behind him. Like they really don't. They're looking at Chuba Purdy in the transfer portal. Like. <laughs> They don't have Tough an option scene. behind Pickett. So if Pickett's not playing, I really have no desire. So, I, I mean, you what I think you can do is you can play Michigan State on an alt line, and then if Pickett does miraculously play, just buy, like, buy it back with some pit. Um, yeah. And just, just roll that way and just cut your losses and just say whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Pickett was in, I'd be pretty happy about Pittsburgh, but maybe that's baked into the line already. No Pickett, um, assuming there won't be a, a Pickett. I think I'd do the under just because asking Michigan State to score 40 against the Pittsburgh defense is 
is a pretty tall order. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is good. They're going to come to play, I think. That's kind of their identity. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, without Pickett, I don't see how you bet on Pittsburgh. Tax Slayer Bowl. Pretty sweet name, actually. Uh, Wake Forest versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M is favored by seven. Uh, Zach Calzada is in the transfer portal. So who's going to play quarterback for Texas A&M? Is Haynes King still injured, isn't he? Yeah, and I don't think he's going to play. So I I would say Texas A&M, I think they could win this game just by shutting Wake Forest down completely um, on offense and running the ball with, I mean, Spillers opted out, but like they got plenty of running backs. I don't think that's a problem. Um, But without a quarter, I mean, third string, I don't know who's behind Calzada. So that's a big problem potentially. Um, It sounds like it could be a walk on, but (laughs) it didn't move my number that much. Um, well, because they don't need, yeah, they don't use the quarterback, but like, yeah, you don't so want to like, walk. I mean, walk on first ever start, like that's tough. Yeah. Um, did the spread not move here? Is it still seven, or can I get less than seven? Uh, no, I'm I'm seeing. I'm it's at a minus five. So Texas saying okay. right now is minus five. But no, I think. Um, I may I may do what uh what Mox is doing with some of these uh um games. I may have to do the Wake Forest uh team total and then also uh may have to go with Wake Forest plus five in this one. So I'm rolling I'm rolling with Texas AM plus five. Um Wake's wow. defense is pretty poor, and even if Zach Edisada is not playing, I don't care who's a quarterback, it's gonna be the Spiller uh Ah chain show. So and even if Spiller doesn't play. I still like Ache and then maybe LJ Johnson behind him. Ray Weiss ranks 122nd in defensive success rate against the rush. They allowed an explosive rush rate of 115th in the country, and they give over up over 200 yards per game. I don't care who's a quarterback for Wake Forest. <laughs> I just think they're going to run all over them. Oh, we saw that playbook play out when Clemson played Wake Forest recently, too. And that's exactly what they did. And so I, I think Texas A&M is probably going to do the exact same thing. And if I'm getting at five, I like that. Okay, I found an article here. Haynes King apparently might play. Uh, he had a broken ankle. He's cleared to begin running. Um, they think that he'll take part in practices that started yesterday. But if not, it is a walk-on true freshman. Which might not matter. I mean, they could they could probably just run the ball like a thousand times, but Wake Forest could put some pressure on you. I mean, that, that you, high mesh point offense can score on people. I mean, they they scored they've scored on some good defenses. Um, they scored a lot on Pitt, who's got a pretty good defense, right? That game was like way up and down the field. So, but if you're Spiller, are you playing? No. So, but they have yeah. Ochain and L.J. Johnson, a true freshman. They'd probably get some run. I mean, I don't. I don't think they have a problem running the ball with all their backs. I think if, if it's that true freshman, I think I do take wake forest actually, which I don't know when we'll know if it changed King. I think it's easy. Texas A&M. Yeah. For what it's worth. I think the bigger loss for Texas A&M is DeMarvin Leal and um, Leon O'Neal. Both uh, are not playing in this game and um, O'Neal's a safety and, um, Leal is like probably a top 15 pick as, as a D lineman. Yeah. Yeah. So those are big. I just, 
I just don't trust the Wake Forest defense currently, I guess. So No, I mean, I, you're right. I don't they feel great about this pick, but that's the way I'm going. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, if it's a true freshman walk-on starting his first ever college football game, like, I just, you could, they can run the ball, but like Wake Forest is absolutely going to put 11 guys in the box and their defense isn't very good, but like they may be able just, I don't know, unless they're stubborn or something like don't change their defense, you know, when they know they've got this walk on, but if they try to intentionally just plug every hole and stop the run, I, I think this game could be interesting. And I would take the dog at that point. Anyway, you're not going to know by the time you got to make your bowl pick. So maybe safer, just go with Chris. I mean, it looks like Haynes King might have a chance to play here. So in that case, I would definitely take Texas A&M. All right. December 31st, Tony, the tiger sun bowl. There is your name of the season. The Tony, the tiger sun bowl. Awesome. Like they still kept the sun bowl in there. They're like, no, Tony, the tiger sun bowl. Just incredible decision-making. <laughs> by whoever runs that bowl game Miami the U with Mario Cristobal at the helm probably watching from the sideline is a three-point favorite against Washington State who does not have a coach uh interim I'm sure whatever how do you feel about this one guys Cougars all the way from Washington traveling down to I guess it's in Albuquerque I think is the Sun Bowl and El Paso Oh, the Miners, Miners hometown. Yeah. I don't know. This is a weird one. Um, but I I think I'd say Miami. Yeah, same thing. I just think that uh, you know, obviously he he has a, the new coach down there has experience with uh with Washington State being in the same conference. Uh, so he's going to be able to put in uh, his True. little two cents there before the game. Um, and, and two and a half is not a big number. So I think that they could go ahead and, uh, yes, yeah, at two and a half right now. So I like I like uh, Miami minus two and a half in this one. Yeah, I don't have much more to add. I, I like Miami here. Um, I think Max Borgie is not playing in this game. Um, so they're going to gonna have to go full air raid, basically, and probably not run the ball at all. So, I don't know. I like Miami. Yeah. All right. We're getting down. We, this is our last New Year's Eve game. Then we're going to go to the, the New Year's Day games, and then we're going to go – we're going to circle back to the playoff games as the last two that we do. Um, so, we've got the Arizona Bowl, Central Michigan versus Boise State. Boise State, seven and a half point favorite over under 55. And yeah, what do you guys, what do you guys think of the Chippewas and the Broncos? Will, go ahead, spit it out. Yeah. Um, I don't really think either. It's kind of like you just got to pick one. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going, yeah, I'm not betting this one, but I'm going to go with Boise State to win. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I, I think Boise State's defense is good enough to keep Central Michigan in check. So, I don't know. I like the Broncos. Yeah, I, I don't have a strong lead either. I think I'm with you there, too. I like Boise, uh, but not a very – I am not. I don't have a ton of conviction on that one. Uh, and I could flip-flop. I mean, by the time I got to fill out my stuff, I may go – I think CMU could cover. I think Boise wins this game because I think they're just, like, better – um seven and a half cmu definitely gets up and down the field pretty well on offense 
Um, I could see a cover here, backdoor maybe. All right, New Year's Day, Outback Bowl, Penn State versus Arkansas. I'm not going to mince words. I actually really like Penn State here. I think they they will just win this game. I think they will overwhelm Arkansas on defense, and I think they'll do enough on offense. And I think they win this game. It's only a two-point spread. I like Penn State kind of all the way here. I agree. I They're just a better team. And the only question is, does Dotson opt out? And I'm not oh, sure right. that he will. Maybe he does. They still got Parker Washington. So I like I like Penn State. I just think they're better. Yeah, same here. Uh, I'm going to go with Penn State with this one as well. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that one, actually. Uh, and Traylon Burks, has he opted out already? He declared, but I don't know if he's going to play. I would be surprised if he did to be honest. I would be surprised as well. And that's a guy who like David Bell for Purdue, uh, you know, I think their, their offense, their passing offense is actually pretty good this year, but I think, I mean, it was all to Traylon Burks. If he's not there, I just think they don't have a lot of threatening weapons. So yeah, Penn state. Okay. This is shockingly not the lowest total on the slate. But it's pretty low. Iowa versus Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl. Kentucky a three-point favorite. Uh, what do you guys think? Will, glad you're back. You got a little blurry there. What do you think about Iowa, Kentucky? Yeah, listen, um, Mox, I, I got to go with Mox, man. You know, Mox uh, pretty much the whole season, um, you know, was just uh, giving his reasonings why Iowa was a fraud. Um, you know, in the beginning of the season, they, 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 they try to go against – against it as much as they could, but obviously I couldn't last for the, for the entire season. So um, I'm going to go with Kentucky in this one. I'm going to go with Kentucky, um, obviously in, in the tougher conference down there in the SEC. And uh, I think they're going to go ahead and cover that spread as well at minus three, but I like the under 44. Mm. Yeah. I lean under as well. And I'm, I'm not betting on Iowa here. I like Kentucky. Um, yeah. Tyler. Tyler Lindebaum isn't playing, which I think could cause some problems on the offensive line. And Tyler Goodson opted out. So oh. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be an uphill battle for Iowa's offense, which was already offensively challenged. Is the center that's like he's gonna be like a first round center, the Iowa guy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's best center in the draft by a mile. He's like one of the best center prospects in the last decade. Oh, okay. I'm not up to date on my center scouting, but I'll take your word for it. Fiesta Bowl. Notre Dame, two-point favorite versus Oklahoma State. 45.5 is your over-under. I feel like this one's an under situation, begging for an under, but I hate betting under, like, 40s. Those are just not fun. Um, yeah, anybody have a lean here? Uh, I don't think there's any a lot of coaching or opt-outs or anything. I think these teams are pretty much intact, other than Brian Kelly being gone, but it seems yeah. Freeman, I think. I'm, I'm going to go with um, Oklahoma State to cover. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Oklahoma State to cover and win as well. Yeah, just it's just two points. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like Oklahoma State too, actually, but I don't know why. I mean, they're not, they're so bad on offense. I mean, they're so bad. That's, that's my issue. Um, I have Notre Dame here. Uh, so Kyle Hamilton's been hurt and he has been playing. So that's not like a loss. Cardin Williams isn't playing. They're really deep at running back. Um, I just think don't think Oklahoma State can score. 
So it's it's kind of easier for me, I guess, to take the Irish here. I mean, if you really think about this, I guess if Oklahoma State's defense shows up uh, at all, which is questionable in the bowl game, that's kind of meaningless. But um, and isn't Knowles or DC going somewhere? Because I don't care. I mean, the defensive coordinator or yeah. whatever. They're still yeah, but it doesn't there. it doesn't kick in till um, like sometime in January. So. I'm pretty sure he'll coach the defense in this game. Well, and, and they're like, I mean, their systems in, in place, like regardless of if he's yeah. there or not. Um, I think I don't see how either team score. I mean, Oklahoma State's defense is very legit. Notre Dame's offense is not very good. Jack Cohn ain't doing anything for you. Kyron Williams is the most explosive player. You said he's not there. They're deep at running back, but Kyron Williams is like a special player in terms of his, you know, running and passing contributions. Oklahoma State's not going to score. I, I mean, literally, like, this game could be 13-10. I don't see how either offense is really going to put up much at all in this one. Unless Oklahoma State, you know, doesn't care or something, just comes out and, like, doesn't play on defense. But um, I think the under here is a pretty good play. If I had to pick uh, – I don't know who wins this game. I mean, honestly, this is a tough one, like, kind of a coin flip. I might – I might flip flop here and say I think I think maybe Notre Dame, like Chris said, but I, you could twist my arm either way. That's a that's a tough one. Not, and you know that's what these bowl pools make you do. That you have to pick something, and that that one's probably going to be fifty fifty. And it, it's just whoever picks it right. And there's no I don't think there's a great way to know. Like I don't think there's an edge. I think you just got to get lucky almost. Um, Utah facing Ohio State uh the Buckeyes are six point favorites I think all coaching this might be Kyle Whittingham's like last game ever he may retire after the end of the season so it could be a win one for the Gipper type situation for Utah they're playing some great football right now obviously Ohio State pretty demoralized um but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this one either. This is a tough one. A lot of these get tough here because it's like a lot of these teams, when you're playing in these January 1st bowl games, they had playoff aspirations, right? And they're not there. So I try. It's hard to not read into motivation because I do think they want to go out and play. I'll stop talking. Chris, Ohio State, Utah? Uh, I got Utah eight and a half like a week ago when it when it opened and i still think i like utah here like you said they're playing really good football they've been a top five team to end the season um i'm worried that one or more of the ohio state receivers might opt out i.e i think a lot of Wilson both could so i I just like utah here they're playing really strong on both sides of the ball and ohio state's been like obviously one of the best teams in the country this year but don't discount utah I, i think that they are playing really solid under Cameron Rising. And the Utah defense is very good. Yeah. Um, if, o- if Ohio State isn't clicking on all cylinders, like you said, both first-round pick receivers, you know, opting out. I I think I still lean Utah, even though it feels weird to say because I was a really standing Ohio State. I thought they were going to make the playoff. I thought they were going to make a run for the natty. Uh, and then they lost to Michigan. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned, man. I'm concerned because, like you said, when these uh, teams are, like, on the outside looking in, you know, Ohio State right now is ranked number six in the country. Obviously, they had aspirations to make it to the Final Four. They didn't. So I don't know how how motivating they're going to be to, you know, to, to do anything in this game. 
probably still pick them to win, but I like Utah to, to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, really, I know they're playing different conferences. Their strength of schedule is probably different, but like, I mean, Utah thrashed Oregon twice. Like, Utah's legitimately good. Um, they're not an upstart. They had some quarterback problems early, but like you said, when they made the move to Cam Rising, they've just been playing excellent football, like really good. They're one of the better teams in the country right now, I think. Um, and so I am going to go Utah here. All right. And Florida has to play them week one next year, breaking in a new coach. So that ought to be real fun. January 1st, Sugar Bowl, Ole Miss versus Baylor. Baylor comes in as one and a half point favorite. Matt Corral did say he is playing this game. He would not abandon his boys. So he is not doing that. He is playing. He said he's going to give it his all. He's there for his teammates. I mean, he said all that. He said, he said like this beautiful press conference that probably like every GM's like that. I want that guy. Someone told him to, to get up there and like, he's like, this matters for your draft stock. Um, gave a chef's kiss, chef's kiss uh, presser. And so I think I, I don't know how I feel about this game. I'm going to let you guys go first. Who wants to um, talk about Ole Miss Baylor? Man, I don't um, have a good read. Yeah, yeah me either. But uh, since, since we have to talk about it, I'm going to go ahead with uh, Ole Miss. I am I am too, but I don't feel confident in it. I think we're, I think Corral – this is the last hurrah for Corral. Um, so I, I think that they will throw everything they can to, to win this game. Yeah, Ole Miss's pass defense is actually pretty good. I mean, you can run all day on Ole Miss, uh, and Baylor wants to run, so that's kind of like a fit in terms of Baylor. What Baylor wants to do, Ole Miss will usually let you do that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that the skeleton key here is just Matt Corral. I mean, do you trust Matt Corral if he's really a top 10 draft pick, if he's really the QB1 in the class, which some people seem to think that he is? Uh, is he going to put the team on his back and just win the game? I kind of, after, honestly, after hearing him talk, I'm like, this guy is going to come to play. I'm kind of like, there's not a real metrics based reason to pick one of these teams. And so I'm just going to go with the X factor, Matt Corral winning on a high note. And Baylor has nobody who's like that impressive to me, um, from a talent wise perspective. So I think I go with Matt Corral here, uh, to coin flip. And uh, I'm just going to go with the probably the best player on the field in the most important position. Uh, next is January 4th. This is our last bowl game until we get to the playoff. Um, well, the playoff happens before this, but this is like the last one we'll talk about. It's a weird island game. I don't know why they do this. Uh, they did it last year, too. It's like January 4th in the middle between on a weird day. It's an island game between the championship and the last January 1st bowl game. But we've got Kansas State favored by one against the ramshackle LSU Go Tigers. 47 over under. Anybody have a read here? I mean, this is another one where it's like feels impossible. To, it's you're just you're just closing your eyes and throwing a dart. I like Kansas State here. Yeah, um, Kansas State as well. Yeah, I think that they're going to get Skylar Thompson back here, and I think that's going to be um, pretty important. I do think there's a lot of questions about who the heck's going to start for LSU. Max Johnson's in the portal. Miles Brennan's in the portal. Yeah, um, they have two quarterbacks I, in the portal. I, and so they applied for a um, 
like redshirt exemption for Garrett Nussmeyer. If they don't get it, it's going to be, I think, a true freshman walk-on also. So, SEC West. Yeah. Some shambles. Yeah, so I like Kansas State here. I do I do like Kansas State as well. Um, but I guess it's just, yeah, it's just one of those games where it's like, LSU, you feel like they have talent. You feel like they have so much talent. But uh, without a quarterback, without Boutte, I think they don't have as much talent as you might think. Uh, as of right now in the current iteration of that roster. Um, okay. Playoffs. You're going to have to pick these for your pick them. Uh, obviously they're highly, highly, highly public games in terms of the betting. Um, books are going to shade one way based on public perception, even if their numbers probably come out to something different. And I think the public teams are obviously Georgia, Alabama, Michigan versus Georgia, UGA nine point favorite, which really this does tell you something about this system, right? You've got a playoff should be the top four teams in the country. And yet the spread on both of them is nine and like 13 or something like that. So it's just like these teams aren't close. There's two good teams in the whole country. That's it. And one of them already beat them. So it's kind of like whatever, but Michigan, Georgia, what do you guys think? How do you have a feel? You have a feel for this one. I think Georgia's going to win this game. Um, but if it's nine, I think Michigan's probably going to cover. That's a little bit too high for me. I liked it when it was Georgia seven. I could swallow Georgia seven, but nine is just, eh, they just moved too far. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same. I'm on the same thing. Uh, Georgia's going to win this game, but I like Michigan to, to cover the spread. And um, yeah, I just. It was a completely different team that we saw uh, on the SEC championship game. I mean, Alabama was able to do whatever um, they wanted to. Uh, Bryce Youngs, I remember I took the I took the the passing prop on him. It was only two sixty four, and he threw for you know well over um well over that in the first half. Excuse me. I think it was almost five hundred, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but but his um his total was set, his passing prop was set yeah. for like two sixty four and oh, he yeah, yeah. by halftime, which yeah, which is ridiculous, you know. So um I think that a Michigan, you know, if they're smart enough, and I think that they are Jim Harbaugh out there is gonna be able to take a look at uh at what they did and try to mimic some of that. So I like Michigan to cover, but UGA to win the game. Yeah, I, I'm with you basically. I mean the smart money says UJ wins this game. Uh, I do think nine is a lot to ask uh, just because what is UGA going to do again to score? Uh, They can't really score unless they get turnovers and short fields. I don't think Michigan's offense is going to create a lot or like give the ball away. Obviously fumbles are fluky. Who knows what's going to happen there? Um, I don't think UGA, I mean, I I don't think they're going to be able to throw at all. I mean, Michigan's secondary is way better than Alabama's. Their pass rush, is on par with Alabama and they have two guys as opposed to just one. Although Will Anderson is incredible uh, for Bama, but they've got Hutchinson and another guy on the other side. I can't remember his name, but like both of them are studs. I, the UGA might not be able to throw the ball at all. So that means they become one dimensional. They're bad at throwing the ball anyway. And fake news. <laughs> Stetson Bennett is efficient. He's not going to go win you the game. He's efficient when everything is is perfect and the play is executed. He can make a throw. He just threw for 390 yards last week against Alabama. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Did he really? 
Hey, he had, I had almost 400 yards, I think. He also made a couple critical errors. Oh, no, he had two interceptions on the comeback path to almost 400 passing yards. What a shame. What a poor quarterback play. Chris, Chris is such a freaking Stetson Bennett stan. I don't get it. But, he also had the uh, most efficient passing offense heading into this game. He was efficient. He was definitely efficient. Um, but, okay. Anyway, I just think this nine points here feels like a lot. And um, definitely going to sprinkle. I mean, that's a that's just a huge number. Like, in a game that probably seems like a field goal game. I mean, I just think. And then if it's going to be a field goal game, you got to sprinkle the money line. So, uh, that's where I am um, for that one. Yeah, it's just. I don't nine is just crazy to me. Michigan's not great, but like they've put up points. Like they do find a way to put up points. Um, they can't challenge them on the outside like Bama can or Bama did, but it's just going to be gross. I think it's going to be a nasty game. Like on me under 44 feels pretty good, but I just think they cover nine. And then we have Alabama, Cincinnati, can the Bearcats keep it within two scores? That's really all you got to ask yourself. No. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, this is going to be so much action on this game. I'm going. I'm going Alabama to cover. I'm going Alabama. Um, first team, first half team total, game team total. I'm going to go props, uh, player props for uh, Bryce Young. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go heavy on this game. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. Alabama's probably playing their best football. You know, I, I kind of likened the Bama season to like some of these New England Patriots seasons we've seen in the last decade where, you know, like you look up in the middle of the season and they're like seven and five or six and six. And you're like, whoa, do the Patriots suck now? And then they like win seven in a row, get home field advantage, win all the way through the playoffs and like go to the Super Bowl. And just like, they just had to turn it on. And I think Bama is a little bit like that. Like, you know, they just needed to get through the regular season and the Iron Bowl. I think the Iron Bowl really created a nice opportunity against Georgia in terms of like the betting value there because everyone's like, oh, well, Auburn, Bob. The Iron Bowl is its own entity. You cannot take that game and apply it to anything else. It is like the Bermuda Triangle, especially in Auburn. They did get through it. They did win. I mean, they could have thrown their whole season down the drain, but they did win. Now I think you just don't even count that game. And it's just a weird game. They're playing their best football. They're the best team in the country. They have the best talent. They have the best quarterback. The best, the best, the best, the best, the best. It's Bama. And it's Bama the next game after that. I don't care who they play. Yeah, I mean, now it's, uh, you're talking about some uh, money-making time, man. I mean, the playoffs is really really where it's at. Uh, like I said, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a lot of uh, – a lot of plays on this game. A lot of plays on this game. So I think that this game may be out of uh, out of reach by halftime. Well, and you know what you could do. What what could be a nice thing is if uh, say uh, for in game stuff. Say Cincinnati gets the ball first, drives down the field, scores a touchdown, Press and then ha hammer hammer an in game on Bama at that point as well. So, but sometimes it doesn't even change anything. You know, sometimes it really doesn't score. Even yeah. So it just all depends. You know, depending on how they score, but uh. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati's in trouble. I mean, listen, they had a great season, but they're just in trouble because they're going up against Bama. You know, you know what I I might try to do if Cincinnati scores first in this game, or they get the ball first and they start driving. You play live live Bama. 
I yeah, think that's no, the way that I mean, I'm going to play it. I, but Will was saying they may not, it may not change. Cause I mean, one touchdown so, isn't probably going to change their whole thought on the game too much. So it depends where it closes, I think is key. Cause if it closes at 14, Cincinnati gets the ball, they convert a first down or two and it moves like half a point. Yeah. That's like the key number value there. So like, yeah. that's kind of yeah. the way that I'm, I'm thinking through it. All he needs like half a point if it closes at 14. Or 13 is a good example, too. If we can get down to 12 and a half, like Cincinnati yeah. gets small first, converts a couple first downs, like that's a really interesting way to play it. But like you're yeah. you're you're building a lot of different scenarios there. Yeah. You don't need yeah. much, sure. but it's a little bit of value to get off a key number. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Woo! Boy, I am tired, guys. This is an hour and 45 minutes of conversation. Um, I did enjoy it, but that's a lot of bowl games. That's a lot of football. I, and, I hate it as a as someone who has to talk about all of it, but I yeah. love it. I'm watching it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have to say doing the kind of going through each game and like it was just this never ending list. I was like, when am I ever going to be like done with this? You know, trying to go through all the games. So, um, well, good luck to everybody. I hope your bets, you know, may your bets cash. And um, we're going to be doing... Um, a lot of stuff here at Campus Canton in the off season. Do not uh, leave us. Stay tuned. We're going to be doing so much things with the freshmen coming in. Um, we're also, uh, from our perspective, us three are going to be talking about all the interesting futures once those start coming out. So keep an eye on that in the off season. We're going to be doing like awards futures, national title once we flip the calendar to the next season a conference title, wins and losses when those come out, over-unders. So we're going to keep this coming. This is not the end of the road, but it's probably bye-bye for a little bit as we head into the bowl game season. So without further ado, I'm signing off for Chris. He's he's saluting for Will. It's been good, y'all. See you next season. All right, and uh, we'll see you later. Stick with us.